Welcome to another episode of the Anesthesia Thrive Guide. Today's bit will be an essential resource for mastering the nuts and bolts of airway management. I'm your host, Dr. Mirko Mostagimi, and today we're going to talk about the intricacies of securing the airway. This episode is specifically designed for medical students preparing for their first anesthesia or critical care rotation. So let's take a deep dive into the realm of airway management and check out the details. Picture this. You're walking into the operating room or even in the ICU, and then you hear that someone says it's time to secure the patient's airway, or they need to be intubated. What exactly does that mean? In simple terms, it's the process of establishing a clear and safe passage for oxygen to enter the lungs while simultaneously preventing the aspiration of gastric contents. Sounds fancy and risky, right? Yeah, because it kind of is. Now, let's explore some scenarios where special considerations arise during airway management. Imagine encountering a patient with a known difficult airway due to an anatomical abnormality, prior surgeries, or restricted neck movement. In such cases, your role as a medical student is to anticipate the need for additional equipment, such as video laryngoscopes or fiber optic bronchoscopes, to ensure their availability. In many hospitals, if there's any suspicion that there's going to be a difficult airway, that's your cue to go get the GlideScope or whatever brand they use at the hospital. When you do arrive with that scope, definitely make sure that it's on, it has enough power reserve, and has the right adapters. Trust me, I know it sounds obvious to do all that, but you'd be surprised. Another scenario involves patients with limited respiratory reserve, such as those with underlying lung disease or even obesity. These individuals require careful optimization and monitoring of their oxygen and ventilation. As a medical student, you can contribute by assisting in the preoperative assessments, ensuring appropriate preoxygenation, and closely monitoring the patient's response during intubation. Remember that a lot of different things will be going on at the same time at the beginning of an operation, so pay attention to the mask seal, that the pulse oximeter is properly attached, and remind the patient to take those big deep breaths. Now let's discuss the various techniques employed in airway management. We have the classic endotracheal intubation, where a tube is inserted typically through the mouth but sometimes through the nose down into the trachea. This method provides secure control over the airway and facilitates mechanical ventilation. As a medical student, familiarize yourself with the necessary equipment and be ready to assist during the intubation. You never know when you're going to be graced with the opportunity to intubate, so be sure to review your anatomy so that you can announce what you see during each step, placing your laryngoscope blade through the tongue all the way back to the vallecula, and then assessing the glottic aperture using the cormac lehane scale. The better you are at conveying where you are in the airway, the more the team will trust you during that intubation. Moving on, there's also bag mask ventilation. This technique involves using a mask to deliver positive pressure ventilation to the patient's lungs. It serves as a vital tool during resuscitation or as a temporary measure while preparing for intubation. You'll see these used when running a code, between induction and intubation, to ensure ventilation of course, and when transporting a patient from the operating room to the surgical ICU. You can play a crucial role here by ensuring an airtight seal with the mask, allowing for efficient ventilation. Next, we have the art of placing the superglottic airway devices. These devices, such as a laryngeal mask airway, or LMA, offer a less invasive alternative for maintaining the airway. 
Yes, they are a way to secure the airway, but patients have an increased risk for aspiration because the esophagus can still communicate with the trachea. The LMA is a good alternative to bag masking if the patient is unconscious enough to not have a gag reflex. It can also buy you some time as a bridge to intubation. Some anesthesiologists employ the LMA when the procedure is short, endotracheal intubation is not required, and rapid recovery of the airway reflex is required. Understanding the indications, the proper insertion techniques, and potential complications associated with these devices will help you understand when to utilize this life-saving device. You can assist by ensuring proper sizing and placement of supraglottic airway devices, as well as monitoring their effectiveness during the procedure. Finally, we have the skillful technique of fiber-optic intubation. This method involves passing a flexible fiber-optic scope through the nose or mouth to visualize and guide the endotracheal tube into the trachea. This technique may be necessary in scenarios where maintaining spontaneous breathing is critical or potentially difficult airway. You'll want to make sure that there's a sprayable form of local anesthetic handy as to numb the patient's oral mucosa before sliding that camera down their airway. As a medical student, you can help in the setup of the manipulation of the fiber optic scope, ensure adequate numbing, and serve as another set of eyes to monitor the patient and their vitals. Before we conclude, remember that airway management is a dynamic process and requires continuous adjustments and vigilant monitoring. As a medical student, your role is to observe and anticipate the anesthesiologist's needs. Pay attention to the patient's oxygen saturation end-tidal CO2 levels, and the anesthesiologist's instructions, of course. Remember to be proactive about assisting with necessary interventions, such as suctioning or ventilation, in order to optimize patient outcomes. Because you may not know when you have that opportunity to intubate, be sure to utilize opportunities with simulation mannequins and brush up on your head and neck anatomy so you'll know where you're going with that life-saving tube in your hand. And that wraps up our discussion of securing the airway. I suggest that you watch videos of each of these airway devices being placed so you get a sense of how each of them work and the ergonomics of securing the airway. This has been another page in the Anesthesia Thrive Guide. Until next time, stay curious, work hard, and do what's best for your patients.